family, friends, uncles, aunties, dang. Rain just came out of nowhere. I was literally just looking outside and it was looking windy, looking suspicious. And the ocean, the heavens just opened up nothing but rain. It just started pouring. If you're outside right now, definitely find shelters, stay covered. I hope you have an umbrella, drive safely, get home safely. For those that believe and don't believe in God or believe in a higher power, you know, if you're atheist, whatever, you know, that means you don't believe in the God. You may believe in the devil's work. I mean, if you believe in the devil's work, you might as well believe in God's work. There's nothing wrong with it. You're just against it and you stand firmly on it. Um, this is a platform where you could express anything and everything, and I will do so and like it or dislike it. We all have the right to choose what to listen to and what not to listen to, what to advocate for and what not to advocate for. I'm a little sad I did not pass my test, but it's okay because it was literally a quiz just to get my mind working on the things that I will have to deal with in the future if I keep proceeding in this direction and how much my brain needs more work or how much more I need to study in general studies or college material. Um, before I jump into the real reason why I am making today's podcast, I'm going to start with a scripture. One scripture we can look to for comfort or one, how can I say, one particular, um, not gender, but um, one particular book we can focus on, I guess, or theme will be Psalms. Um, 1017 or just Psalms overall, it goes into reminding people that God hears all of our pleas as we navigate through the pain of missing someone. God knows our pain. After all, he also knows someone dear to him once. He also lost someone dear to him once. His only son, Jesus Christ, or Jesus Christ. If anyone knows your pain, it's God. So he also lost someone um, most people describe it, and this is my theory, most people describe it as someone that he sent down through Mary. And some people, I'm thinking like, you know, he had to kick someone out of heaven also or remove him from his presence due because he was getting greedy and he wanted to do things a different way. He didn't want to do things his way. What if Jesus or what if Jesus is still that fallen angel that had to come down and live a whole different life because he did not want to follow the way his father wanted to do things. What if they are the same people? What if this whole time as we are saying, you know, we praise Jesus, but only Jesus can either keep us on his side or allow us to pass through to get to the other side where God or this higher power is. You know, there's people here that take up a lot of sickness and drain people's vibration and energy energy cannot be destroyed or created, but it can be tampered with. It can increase or it can decrease. 
until we are no longer in our physical form or until we ascend into a better form. And that's just my theory on things. Um, I keep a, a wide range of theories going through my head as I learn more and more about our existence and I learn more and more about my existence. And that's just a theory that came across my head that I thought I should share. The reason why I'm making today's post is to share light that there are over 43,000 cases of missing individuals, cold cases, uncovered cases. And I just want to simply point out these locations, these individuals that you all may or may not know or even thought we forgot about. Um, definitely, if I was in the field, I would definitely, you know, reopen up these cases on a slow day, on a boring day, on a slow week, and figure out if there's anything new that people are willing to share about these cases or if any new evidence have been found. So... I'm just going to go off the first page, and anyone can look it up. It's called Uncover.com. We're going to get into this. We have Andre J. Davis from New Mexico. Albuque Kirke, I think that's how you say it. Um, August 17, 2011. Last updated was August 4th. 2023. Let's see if it gives us any information on his case. Um, birthday, July 28, 1980. He was 31 African-American black person, you know, living in New Mexico, probably half Mexican, about five, six male. Um, unsolved murders and stomp crime stoppers. If you have any tips on this individual or this name rings any bells to you, 505-843-STOP is the number you can call. Again, eventually people take a lot of things to them with their grave or on their way to the grave. They might want to be able to give up information now. You know, you've been hiding a secret deep down inside of you. It's probably been giving you nightmares. And eventually, you can either, again, take it to your grave or, you know, die in peace, feeling like you, you helped give someone else peace. Andre J. Davis was a beloved father of three. He was born July 28, 1980. On the evening of August 17, 2011, Andre returned home from a local park with his family. A short while later, an agreement broke out in front of his apartment. Andre was not involved in the argument at all, nor did he know the men who were arguing. At some point during the argument, one of the men pulled out a gun and fired. Andre was fatally shot by a stray bullet while looking through the peephole. Andre's case remains unsolved. If anyone has any questions, you can go to Unsolved Murder regarding his unsolved murder please call the number that i gave out 505-843-STOP 
So he's not missing, but he's missing from his family in the meaning that he is dead. He got shot by a straight bullet that wasn't really meant for him. But they still want to know who were these two men that was fighting outside of that building. It had to be someone that possibly lived there around 2011 um, and may have moved maybe not too later after that, after the incident. Or it could have been strangers walking by. But I would say that to argue in front of someone's building, you had to either been at a local bar near there or have lived in that apartment complex and possibly moved not too long ago. Or probably had confrontation on the way to that building. So that's just my theory. Let's go back. We have a Barbara Breed Breed Breedar. So uh B-R-E-I-D-O-R. Y'all know if I can't really pronounce it, I'ma spell it for y'all or I'm just gonna skip over it. She was also mur- murdered in Atlantic City, New in New Jersey. They last updated this August 3rd, 2023. Barbara was the third of four victims to be identified from the remains behind the Golden Key Motel on Black Horse Peak Pike in Egg Harbor Township on November the 20th, 2006. The victims, ranging in age from 20 to 42 years old, were found laying face down in a watery ditch, heads pointing east. All of the all of the victims found in various stages of decomposition, which were fully clothed but barefooted. So maybe this person may be traumatized and has a lot of issues dealing with the East Coast since all heads were pointing east and he made them walk barefooted. So there's people that may suffer from PTSD. They may have maybe had to, you know, walk long, long time with no shoes themselves or reminded them of a time where they had no shoes on their feet. The investigators believe that Barbara was murdered in the time before Tracy, Tracy Roberts and Kim Wawolf, R-A-F-F-O, and after Molly Dulitz. While it was believed that Barbara was the second victim of the four to die, investigators were unable to determine an exact cause of death due to the state of the remains. Authorities were also unable to determine a cause of the death of Molly, who had been in a ditch for up to six weeks. Tracy Roberts, who had been in a ditch for at least a week, died to, ooh, this is a big word, aspoxia, 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 through the exact method is unclear, and Clem, Kim Ravoff, the most recent victim, had been strangled with either rope or cord. So let's look up this word. 
This is my song, y'all. Okay, so the okay, X Oxia. Of raising when the body is deprived of oxygen, causing unconsciousness or death or suffocation. So she died also of suffocation or lack of oxygen in her body, just like being choked almost. The toxology report revealed larger amounts of cocaine in Kim and Tracy's bodies, alcohol in Molly's and a potential lethal dose of heroin to Barbara's, raising, raising the theory that the killer sedated the victims with alcohol or drugs. Despite their diverse backgrounds, the victims all having experienced divorce or the death of a loved one had fallen into a heavy drug use and prostitution. So target vulnerable individuals that had a lot of trauma. Barbara's addiction began when she took a pain pill to ease her menstrual cramps in 1998. The pills were prescribed to her boyfriend, Stanley Fizzle, who had his own addiction. When doctors cut off Fizzle's supply, the pair turned to heroin. Barbara's Slow life slowly deteriorated over the next eight years as the couple addiction consumed them. In 2001, the couple sent their four-year-old daughter to live in Florida with Barbara's sister, Valerie Ancy. And less than a year later, Barbara was working as a prostitute on the streets of Atlantic City. For Barbara's family, her death was terrible end for a woman who once seemed a certain success. Well, Barbara and Fizzle remained together until was arrested on burglary and drug possession charge while serving his year-long sentence at Southern State Correctional Facility. Steve Fizzle heard from his friends that Barbara was using crack cocaine and working as a prostitute in Atlantic City. Skip down, we have Barbara who was last seen leaving North LaFont duplex on October 17, 2006. was not heard from again until her body was discovered behind the Golden Key Motel. A woman around 3.30 p.m. on November 20th upon the arrival of authorities discovered three more bodies, all of whom were identified over the next week. Mm. 
while the identification of Long Island serial killer Rex Hewerman has led many to suspect his involvement in 2006 Atlantic City murders. Murders. Authorities say there is no appropriate connection. Detectives and guests investigating the Black Horse Pike killings have met with authorities in Long Island to compare timelines, dates, methodologies, and have concluded that there does not seem to be a connection. If anyone knows anything, you can contact 609-909-7800. Her story is pretty long, but if all the bodies was within the same area, the guy had to either be leaving out of town to come into that town, or he lived amongst that town. And if all ladies had a drug addiction problem or used drugs, um, he probably had something against people that did it. Maybe something happened to him in his past life, dealing with his moms or his caretaker that used drugs. So hopefully they find her murderer and Molly's murderer and everybody else's murderer. Hmm. Let's look at somebody that went missing. We're not going to do a whole bunch of people that are murdered. But there's still hope for some other people. So we got Echo Lloyd. Went missing May 14, 2020. I'm trying to figure out... Exactly where she's from. Oh, Missouri. So, Edwards, Missouri is where she went missing. Echo Lloyd was born on May 23rd, 1972. She was a mother to an adult daughter, Kisley, Kesley, and the two were incredibly close. Echo recently separated from her husband a few years prior. Echo was an artist and enjoyed spending her time being creative at the time of her disappearance. She was modest of redecorating her living room. Kisley spoke to her mother for at least for the last time on May 9, 2020. The following day was Mother's Day and Kisley drove to Edwards, Missouri to bring her mother a card and flowers. Upon her arrival, Echo was not home. There was no car in the driveway, and the door was locked. Instead, Kisley left the flowers and card on her mother's back porch, along with a note telling her to call, telling her mom to call her. Echo never called her daughter. On Monday, 11, 2020, Kisley called her mother again, and both her mobile phone and home phone, with the calls went directly to voicemail. Kisley called her mother each day. And on May 15, she went over to her mother's house again. Her car was in the driveway, but there was no sign of Echo being home or in her, or, or in her shed. Kisley checked with Echo's neighbors before breaking one of the windows to gain entry into her mother's home. 
Upon entering the home, Kisley could tell someone else besides her mom was inside. The house was not in disarray, but there was a pile of trash and food with mold, which was highly unlike her mother. Kisley checked her mother's room and found her cigarettes and lighter on the nightstand. She also found her mother's purse, wallet, ID, and cash. Kisley was unable to find her mother's cell phone, pistol, medications, or car keys, despite the car being locked in the driveway. Echo's family believe foul play is involved. Echo is 5'4", weighs between 100 and 110 pounds, and has brown hair, brown eyes. She has a let it be tattoo with birds on her forearm. She also has the name of her four children, Kisley, Case, Caitlin, and Kylie. Kaylee tattooed on her wrist. She's 51 years old, white Caucasian. Yeah, so obviously she knew the person. And obviously. Maybe she thought she was going out for the night. Um, probably wasn't going out for the night. And probably used things to drug her up or overly drug her. Probably did have foul play with her before getting rid of her. If you already used to have sex with her. And yeah, got rid of her that day so sad but you all the sad thing about it is the only way you can add a tip is by going on uncovered they don't have a phone number they don't have a phone number or website you can go to but a $7,000 reward is offered for information leading to Echo's whereabouts. So, and this was reported by NBC News and CNN. Okay, we're going to do one more. This is a 12-year-old young boy named Jalik, Jalik Rain Walker. That's a unique last name. So if anyone knows these Rain Walkers in New York, Greenwich, then y'all will definitely be able to help out with this. Cambridge Police has a phone number for them at 518-677-3044 and the FBI is involved with this 518-465-7551 the date he went missing he is a multi well the date that he went missing is November 1st 2017 birthday is August 2nd 1995 current age 28 his age incident, he was 12. He's multiracial, 105 pounds. Then could be a little heavier. 
especially if he's well fed and got taller. Um, light brown with blonde highlights in his hair. Probably just light brown hair at this point. His story is we were missing at 12 with his adopted family in Greenwich, New York at the time of his disappearance. Jalik was known as a strong and vivious boy, mentatious, I think that's mentatious, boy who loved to play music, vivitatious. And go apple picking. Jalik's home life was challenging. He went between six different foster homes before finally being adopted. Just when he was finally getting to a stable stability he needed, Jalik was placed into a respect respite care by his adoptive parents, Stephen Curry and Jocelyn A. McDonald Lucky. Well, lucky he went into respite, respite care with people who had provided respite care for him in the past. Jalik was picked up from respite care on November 1st, 2007 by his father to be sent to another home. They drove to Jalik's adoptive parents' grandparents' house who has not presented was not present at the time to stay over since it was closer to the rest the new respite respite care home the morning of november 2nd 2007 stephen or stephen carey awoke to find a note left by jaylick saying he had ran away he had run away Carey did not contact the police right away. He took a shower and did some errands. Investigators would discover that Carey was not home the entire night of November 1st, 2007. Surveillance footage would later show Carey driving around midnight despite his initial report to the police that Carey was at his parents' home the entire evening. Hours later, he reported Jalik missing to the police and the investigation for him began that day. Jalik's former foster parents said that the note left was written earlier before as an assignment from Carrie. Stephen Carrie is the only person of interest named in Jalik's case, but lack of concrete evidence has prevented any arrest legal ruling. As of 2012, Jalen's case is thought to be a homicide instead of a runaway case. <sighs> Sound like the same thing to me. I'm not even about to lie because for someone to have to do it as a homework assignment, you get taken out of one respite care place to go to a new one. And when you turn someone in, you have the right to take them out. You must have been frustrated. Where was the wife at this time? Where is she at? Because I thought they said that this person was married. So that's weird. Is what she was adopted only by a guy? No, because Jocelyn McDonald too. So where is the wife at? And she should be questioned also. And maybe he was getting tired. Are these people white? And it's weird, y'all. Why do, you know, Caucasian people 
go have black children just to abuse them or go adopt black children and abuse them afterwards. It's freakishly weird and it's not right. And I'm sure these people suffer from some type of illness or they're just really sick murderers that have been doing this for a long time. Either way, God bless. Lord, give us strength to get the to get through during these hard times. Give us strength, give us courage, give us peace, give us solitude, give us salvation. Continue to give us all of these things. Let the police officers reopen some of these cases, continue to search for these people and continue to solve these crimes that have been committed. And please protect all our families and our friends and our loved ones that are around us every day. We can only imagine what these individuals go through on a daily basis or what anyone could possibly go through, especially when endangering someone's life. Let's just say amen. And you all continue to have a safe, great, lovely, blessed day, fun day. There's always going to be troubling times. There are always going to be ups to our downs, but there's always downs to our ups. So just keep thriving, keep striving, and know that everything happens for a particular reason. And there's a solution to these things, too. And sometimes, you know what, there are just problems out here that still can be solved. So maybe it's a calling for you to change your career path so that way you can feel like the best is being done to help the people that are most vulnerable or or most ill. Take care. This is Tar Talks. I love you because I love myself. And don't you forget it.